With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pop culture escapism. The Riley and Kimmy Show. Well, hello out there. It's me, Winnie the Pooh. And don't forget to remember to stay tuned to The Riley and Kimmy Show. And don't forget to remember to keep on bouncing, says Tigger. <laughs> the Riley and Kimmy Show. The Riley and Kimmy Show. Toys, movies, comics, and so much more. The Riley and Kimmy Show. And the more that you listen, the more that you know. The Riley and Kimmy Show. Welcome to episode 587. I am your host, Patrick Riley. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Hi. Yeah. Hi. It is a Wednesday today. This show is uploaded, and being a Wednesday, it is a comic book day. That's one of the things going on across the country. And stop by your local comic book store. That's right. Support them. Help them out. And also help yourself out in the world of nerddom. That's right. Find a, a brand new comic book to read. Or maybe pick up some uh, you know, comic book related item. You can find out what some uh, things are brand new to comic book stores. Because we have the list. The entire list of what has been uh, released today to comic book stores across the United States. Find it right on our website, RileyandKimmy.com. And if you don't know where a comic book shop is, maybe you don't have a favorite yet. We have a comic book shop locator right on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. And it'll get you right within like 1.5 miles all the way out to about 50 miles from your zip code. Works quite well. We've checked it out from time to time, and it's, I'd say it's pretty accurate. That's right. Now, being a Wednesday comic book day, we thought we'd, uh, and also a way back Wednesday at the same time, I thought we'd go back in time a little bit, with something that might be a little bit better than what is in theaters right now. Yeah, Fantastic Four. I tell you what, um, well, the movie reviews, we know they're not doing well. Matter of fact, just recently at Retro-Rama Pop Culture Collectible Show in Jacksonville, Florida, we had the pleasure of being there, and we talked to nerds on microphone and also off microphone, and one of the questions I asked was, have you seen the Fantastic Four movie, and if you have... Will you see it again, or do you even want to see the Fantastic Four movie? And let's see, most of them who, uh, well, I think most did not want to see it, and those who had seen it uh, would not see it again. That was basically the consensus. And on our website right now, at RileyandKimmy.com, we have a uh, article on five reasons the brand new movie, the Fantastic Four movie, failed 
And one of the big things they pointed out in it was a continuity problem because while Fox went back, when they took away the uh, the director's uh, power, if you will, went back and reshot some scenes and it was actually quite a bit of time after it had been originally filmed and they say there are some problems with that that are noticeable and also that it drags in the first part. And, and Well, they have five things and if you'd like to find out what those are, if you're still thinking about going to the movie, go right to our website at RileyAndKimmy.com. Well, being way back Wednesday and uh, comic book day, we're going back in time to when maybe the Fantastic Four was treated just a little bit better. <laughs> That's right. And actually staying right with the source material. Now, at one time, the golden age of radio was combined with the Fantastic Four. It's a rare thing. Most people don't realize this did happen. But back in the 1970s, right at the end of old-time radio productions. The actual very end, in my opinion, is Star Wars, which was done for radio as well. Not just the audio from the movie, but actual production done in the old-style radio technique was Star Wars. But a little bit before that was the Fantastic Four. Now, we have something here which is really golden because the role of Johnny Storm, the Human Torch, was played by an unknown at the time, but in a very short period of time, he would be a household name. And that is Bill Murray. Before he went to Saturday Night Live, he was Johnny Storm, the Human Torch. Now, a really cool thing is hearing him being Johnny Storm and also Stan Lee doing the narration. So we're going back in time to 1975, and we'll have a couple of episodes here combined. Now, the first one we're hearing is episode number two that was aired called Menace of the Miracle Man. And the Human Torch plays a big role in it. And then the next one is definitely out of the comic books without, without a doubt. I mean, without a doubt, it is almost exactly how the Fantastic Four reintroduced a Golden Age character. And that was the Submariner, one who I wish would be on the screen. I have no idea who actually has the film rights either movie or television rights, for that character. But I think it would be so cool to see the Submariner. Well, the Submariner comes out of the pages alive on episode number three with Coming of the Submariner. So here we go. Two episodes back-to-back of the Fantastic Four from 1975, kicking it off with Menace of the Miracle Man. And be sure to listen for Johnny Storm. That's the Human Torch. Played by Bill Murray. Here's the Fantastic Four on the Riley and Kimmy Show. Attention, all true believers. Marvel Comics is on the air. From the annals of the world's greatest comic magazine come the adventures of the Fantastic Four. In this week's epic, we'll hear the amazing Fantastic Car for the first time as the Fantastic Four face the menace of the Miracle Man. Get ready, our tale begins in just half a moment. We're in New York City's giant concert hall, where the Miracle Man is dazzling the crowds with his amazing mystical magic show. From my vantage point up here, I can see we have four celebrities in our audience this evening. The first is Dr. Reed Richards, better known as Mr. Fantastic. 
<laughs> and next to him, and fully visible, is the so-called invisible girl. <gasps> and on her left, behind Thing. Hey, get that spotlight off of me. Don't be bashed. Come on! <laughs> oh, well. And then we find the youngest member of the Fantastic Four, known to the world as the Human Torch. What's he up to? The Fantastic Four. <laughs> they are supposed to be the most powerful, most amazing quartet in history. But I say to them, bah, next to my power, they are nothing. Can they become more powerful? Fancy pants. Wait, thing. Let go. I'll wipe that grin off his oily face. Ah, I was hoping one of you would accept my friendly challenge. Step right up here, thing. Let's have a little test of strength. You ain't no challenge to me. You are overrated powers against my miraculous powers. This will be a defeat you'll never forget. Pick either of these two identical tree trunks. Okay. Now what? Destroy it. In any way you can. Oh, that'll be easy. Think I can, huh? Watch. Gosh. How's that, huh? Not bad for mere brute force. Okay, wise guy. Now it's your turn. So it is. But for me, the power of one finger is quite sufficient. Nobody's that powerful. You lumbering fool, what do you know of power? You, with all your animal strength, could not hurt me with your hardest blow. Oh, yeah? Try this one on for size. Certainly, if it will serve to convince you. It didn't even phase him, Reed. It ain't possible. That chap could have smashed through a stone wall. Let me out again. <laughs> no, Mr. Green, that won't be necessary. Ladies and gentlemen, I conclude my performance. You have been most kind. Thank you. Minutes later, in their new air-powered flying craft called the Fantasticar, our four mystified superheroes are headed for home base. You've been quiet for so long, Reed. What are you thinking? Just that it's fortunate for us the Miracle Man isn't a criminal. If he was, he might be one foe we couldn't defeat. But little does Reed Richards know that at that very moment, in his dressing room at the theater... The time has come for me to remove my mask of respectability. Now that I have demonstrated my powers to the world, it is time for the Miracle Man to strike! need a bold, breathtaking feat to make them realize that the human race is powerless against me. Wait. Front of the theater below. There's my answer. The huge statue of the monster from Mars is on exhibit. I shall bring that statue to life and use it as my And so the groundwork is laid for the Fantastic Four's next battle. I've set the controls on automatic. We're almost home. The Fantastic Car actually lands itself. And the roof on top of headquarters works like an aircraft carrier deck. Reed, are you sure that the Miracle Man isn't a criminal?
We join the Fantastic Four at their nearly completed headquarters atop the Baxter Building on Manhattan's Madison Avenue, where they are relaxing after a night at the theater. We're here at the hey, look, they're televising the opening of that monster from Mars exhibit. We were just across the street from there. Never mind the statue. Look at what I've got. Susan, you made a costume for yourself. And for all of you, it's time we had some colorful clothes to wear. What's this? Giants? I ain't wearing no dumb costume. Reed, hey, look. It's the Miracle Man on TV. What's he doing there? He's making some kind of strange gesture. Put it on the big screen, Johnny, and turn up the sound. Oh, my God. The monster statue has come to life. It's moving. Look out. The monster from Mars is alive and loose. I've never seen anything like this, ladies and gentlemen. This huge monument to the people of Mars has by some power suddenly begun to walk and he's crushing everything in his path. It's amazing. When he is standing erect, he must be 250 feet tall. And with a little Marvel magic, we travel to the scene. Don't get the crowds back, Sarge. We gotta stop that thing. Look out, Charlie. What the? He's crushing our car like it was a tin can. Get that bazooka over here on the double. Okay, let him wait. It's disappeared. Vanished, Vanished right before, right our, before eyes. our eyes. The monster's trail of destruction is all that remains. The most amazing thing I've ever seen. The monster vanished right before our very eyes. It was the Miracle Man. I don't know how, but it's him. This is what I dreaded. The man whose power seems to be greater than ours has turned on mankind. Power Schmauer. Just let me get my hands on him again, that's all. We've got to get in touch with the Commissioner, Reed. We've got to warn him. Phone call for you, sir, from the Fantastic Four. Uh, good. Reed, I want to read you this note I just received. Okay, Commissioner, we've got our recorder going. Roger, ready for this. I hereby declare war on the entire human race, signed the Miracle Man. That's pretty heavy, Commissioner. Reed, I'm authorizing you four to do whatever you can. This Miracle Man must be stopped. And so it begins, as the Fantastic Four set out to do battle with a man who works miracles. We'll each take different sections of the city. And with a push of a button, the amazing Fantastic Car splits into four separate self-powered modules, and the Fantastic Four begin their search. Good luck, everyone. And barely half a mile from the Baxter building, the living monster reappears and crashes through the steel walls of a heavily guarded jewelry store in New York City's Diamond District. How indeed. But the keen eyes of Mr. Fantastic spy the lumbering creature. Monster's coming my way. I've got to trap him. I'll make a human net out of my body, stretching it to its absolute limit. Just three more steps. Come on, baby. A little more stretch. Gotcha. But another figure is also on the scene. Mr. Fantastic. You will take more than a rubber in the elastic Mr. Fantastic, being knocked unconscious, loses his cosmic powers, and man and monster slip into the gathering darkness. A short while later, at police headquarters... I'm disappointed in you, Reed. You almost had him, and he slipped right through your fingers. I'm sorry, Commissioner. What happens next? The others are still on patrol. We'll stop him. 
How can a man who works miracles be stopped? How can a man that can bring life to the monster from Mars be kept in check? That is the problem confronting the guards at a nearby military supply depot. It's the monster! Is he after a new atomic tank? And from above, another figure flies into the sea. There he is, Tommy. No time to warn the others. Diving from his hovering section of the fantastic hard, Johnny Storm plummets toward just before he reaches the ground. Flame on. Johnny Storm enters the battle as the Human Torch. And from another section of the patrolling fantastic hard... Look, Sting. It's Johnny. He's got his flame on. He's found a monster. That means the Miracle Man can't be far away. Yeah, and I'm getting out of this silly monkey suit so I can move. But while Sue and the Thing prepare for action... You trying to grab me, Chum? Okay, let's make it a little easier for you, huh? And harder. You want to touch the torch, do you, Martian Monster Man? Well, it's time for you to learn the human torch is too hot to handle. It was only wooden plastic. So how did the Miracle Man make him move? And as the torch ponders that problem, our villain is readying a new one. This will stop that blazing nuisance. Oh, careful. Boom. My plane. Where are, are the others? Hey, Redstick. What's wrong with you? The Miracle Man sprayed me with foam. You'll have to get him now. Get him. I'll get him, all right. Come here, you slut. <laughs> later. Good. Did you see that? What? Oh, Did you see where he went? Oh, I'm gonna nail that creep if it takes forever. Hey, where you go with that tank, punk? But the fourth member of our team takes over now. The invisible girl is a secret stowaway in the atomic tank and calls the others on her portable radio. And following Sue's instructions, Thing and Johnny return to Fantastic Four headquarters where they find Reed Richards, and once again, an internal argument ensues. How could you leave Sue out there to tackle the Miracle Man alone? Because she wanted it that way, Twipe, remember? Now shut up and let us think. Simmer down, Thing, and you too, Johnny. When Sue signals us, we've got to be ready. Ready? I'm always ready. The next time I get within grabbing distance of that fancy faker, I'll make mincemeat out of him. He thinks his powers are greater than ours. Well, they ain't. Nothing's more powerful than those cosmic rays that turned us into what we are. I'll never burn that day out of my memory. That launch into space, and then the cosmic rays and the crash in South America. I'll never forget seeing Susan, sweet Susan, grow invisible for the first time. 
for the look on your faces. I was Ben Grimm before I began to change, before I became a thing. And read, how did it feel when your lips stretched and you realized that you could mold into any shape you wish? And then, when I saw Johnny turn into the human torch, that's when we joined together and became the Fantastic Four. And we've been able to use our powers to help mankind, to fight evil and injustice. Sure. Great for you, but what about me? I'm nothing more than a walking, fright show, an ugly, gruesome thing. What about me? Did you change back to your normal self for a few minutes? It might happen again for a longer time. I don't want to be normal for a few minutes. I want to be Ben Grimm permanently. I want women to look at me and smile instead of screaming. Chicks look at you. Don't kid yourself. They wouldn't look at you if you looked like Robert Redford. What, you crummy little punk? I'll take you. Hey, lay off your big ape. I was only fooling around. Yeah, me too. Don't get crazy, thing. I think I'm crazy, do you? Well, what do you think it is? I warned you. If it's a fight you want, play mine. Then that's what you'll get. Okay, you two. Let's not get out of control. Yeah? Oh, sure, it's okay for you to use your uncontrollable animal strength, but if I use my controllable flame, I'm not fighting like a man, huh? Well, that's it. I'm leaving. I'm sick of looking at your ugly puss anyway. Better get out while you still can walk. I'll find my sister alone. You all seem to have forgotten all about her. She may be part of your dumb club, but she's still my sister. Why can't you control yourself, Ben? What's wrong with us? Look in any mirror, will answer that for you. Ah, heck with it. When's Sue gonna signal us? What's happened to her? We find the invisible girl in the atomic tank, driven by the Miracle Man, entering an automobile junkyard in the suburbs. Within minutes, I'll have this tank so well hidden that no one will ever find it. Miracle Man is covering the tank with old wet cars. I can only alert the others before they suspect I'm here. A dog has caught my scent. What is it, boy? Why are you growling? There's nobody here. The dog never growls for no reason. So if I can't see anyone, then it must be the invisible girl. It won't work, Susan Storm. I know you're here. And I, Miracle Man, command you to become visible. Ah, that's much better. You see, I have the power to make even the invisible girl visible. You must obey me. I am your master. You are to signal the Fantastic Four to come to your rescue. Then I shall defeat them once and for all. Like a woman in a trance, Susan Storm aims her small emergency flare pistol into the sky and... This marks the beginning of the end of the so-called Fantastic Four. Look out there, Thing. Susan's signal. Well, it's about time. I hope she's all right. The Miracle Man is a dangerous character. She better be okay for his sake. And so the stage is set for this momentous battle. Except for the invisible girl's brother, the Human Torch, who is drowning his troubles at a Greenwich Village sidewalk cafe. Hey, Johnny, why can't I join the Fantastic Four? I'm your best buddy. He's up, will you? I got a thing. What's bugging you, man? First of all, my sister is missing. And secondly, the thing is acting like an absolute ape, as usual. One of these days, I'll have a showdown with that big slob. Hey, John, isn't that the Fantastic Four emergency signal? It sure is. That's the signal I've been waiting for. Sue needs me. 
Why not? Catch up with you. Take me with you, Johnny. Come on, man, I'll help you. Where the human torch goes, he goes alone. Fate works in mysterious ways. Whoever would have thought the most powerful foes in all the world would have their last battle in a lonely junkyard in Scarsdale. So again we meet, Miracle Man. Very astute, my good fellow. Your monster is destroyed and you won't get away this time. Me? Get away? <laughs> no, gentlemen, it is you who are trapped and I will destroy you all. If you think you're scaring us with that oversized skeleton key you're pointing, you got another think coming. You'll see soon enough. Come on, Reed. Let's take it. Oh, hold on, thing. There's more to that giant key than meets the eye. A very perceptive of you, Mr. Fantastic. Now, Reed. This. This is more than a magical key. Before your very eyes, I can change it. A machine gun. Right again, Professor. And now, farewell well, to you all. I, too, can do a quick change trick. Ever tried hitting a bouncing ball with your overgrown gambling gun? Reed can't dodge that dummy. Dumb dumbs forever. I better do something. Like a lumbering giant, the mighty thing races between Mr. Fantastic and the deadly bullets, letting his own incredible body absorb the impact of the projectiles until... At last, he's out of ammo. That was me! you saved my life. Yeah, well, you better get moving before Laughing Boy gets away. But before the exhausted Mr. Fantastic or the battered thing can make a move, the Miracle Man reaches the atomic tank with his female hostage and... He's getting away, Reed! He's getting away! To the Fantastic Car. We'll catch him. Hey, Reed, wait! It's Johnny. It's about time you got here, Junior. The Miracle Man cut your drive cable. It's death to use the Fantastic Car. Quick, we can still catch him in one of these antique cars that are stored here between exhibitions. Never mind that. I can fly faster than that, Eve. Why ain't you flying, Matchstick? Because this is more fun. Can't you ever be serious? Have you forgotten that your sister is the Miracle Man's prisoner? Look out! He's hit a tire. We're gonna crash! It's my turn to finish him off. Torch, wait! Flame on! Watch out for Sue! But the Human Torch causes no harm. Instead, he increases his flame until it becomes a blazing flash of light in front of the tank, temporarily blinding the Miracle Man. And only minutes later... My eyes. My eyes. You'll be okay, fella. But if you've harmed my sister... He did it. The torch stopped the Miracle Man. And now it's my turn. No, no. I've been waiting for this. No, no. Hold it, Thing. You'd kill him. His power is gone. The law can take care of him now. Huh? But how do you know? I'll explain in a minute. But first... Miracle Man, or whoever you are, bring Susan out of her trance. Never. Do as I say, or I'll turn you over to the thing. All right, all right. I'll do it. Susan Storm, you are yourself again. She's fainted. Okay, Reed. How did he do it? Yeah, what is he anyway? Well, he's no Miracle Man, that's for sure. He's merely a clever hypnotist, a master of mass illusion. A monster never really moved. He hypnotized us into thinking it did. You mean he never really split that log on stage with one finger? He only made us think he did. The same for all his other miraculous feats. How did you guess, Reed? A true miracle man wouldn't have needed to steal jewels. He could have conjured up all the wealth of the world. 
A true miracle man would not have needed to flee from us. He could have simply vanished or caused us to disappear. But now his hypnotic power is gone because of Johnny's blinding light. Hey, wait a minute. Reed, are you trying to give that flaming juvenile delinquent all the credit for solving this caper? Well, what did you do, gruesome? Oh, boys, please. Don't start arguing again. I, I just can't stand anymore. Not right now. Relax, sis. We're not going to get into another hassle. I've had all the bossing around I'm going to take. I really am cutting out of this combo right now. Oh, you can't quit us now, Johnny. Oh, let him go. He's more trouble than he's worth. That does it. Flame on. Torch, come back. Torch. Johnny, don't leave. It's too late, Sue. Oh, Reed, what will become of him? Where will he go? It's not him I'm worried about. It's mankind. What will we do? What can we do if he turns against us? Our story this week picks up where we left off last week. The Fantastic Four have returned to their headquarters in the Baxter building after Johnny Storm, the human torch, had defeated the Miracle Man. I'm sure it'll all come back to you as we proceed. Somewhere out there among the teeming millions of New York City, Torch is hiding from us. We've got to find him. But he can stay hidden for all I care. He's nothing but a spoiled teenage brat anyway. How can you talk about my brother that way? He saved us from the Miracle Man. And he may be out there hurt or in trouble. Oh, I'm sure Johnny's all right, Sue. As for you, Van, it's all your fault that he ran off in the first place. Oh, sure, sure. Everything around here is my fault. It is your fault, Ben. Johnny went after the Miracle Man single-handedly. And single-handedly, he defeated him. And thanks to the torch, the atomic cannon was returned safely to the army. And everyone was happy about it. Everyone except you. You were jealous of Johnny's achievements, so you picked an argument with him. Your bickering made him leave us. I'm through with you, you big bully. And I'm through with the Fantastic Four. Understand? Through. Well, we're going to find that youngster. And that means you too, Ben. And when I find him, I'll teach him to run out on us like that. Oh, Reeve, darling. If he harms my little brother. And so the Fantastic Four, minus one, set out in their fantastic car to search the megalopolis. You check the village where you and Johnny grew up. Okay, Reed. Ben, you cruise the west side and check garages. And what are you going to be doing, Reed, darling? Oh, Ben, give me a break. Okay, this is where we separate. Release sections. Thus, the long search begins. Susan Storm lands in the center of town. Johnny loves this neighborhood. There are so many people his age. Here's a good place to start searching on a hot day. The soda fountain where Johnny hangs out. And there's one of his pals. Uh, excuse me. Huh? Have you seen my brother, Johnny Storm? What? I must be hallucinating. Some funny-sounding chick's voice out of thin air. Wait a minute. If you're hallucinating, then I'm hallucinating. And I'm getting out of here. I never understood why he hangs out here. These kids sure scare easy. Oh, well, back to the search. Back to the search indeed. We find Mr. Fantastic in Central Park, near the bike trails. There are some cyclists. Maybe they've seen Johnny. I'll just reach out here. What? Mr. Fantastic. Hey, I didn't know you were for real. I'm real enough. But tell me quick. Have you seen Johnny Storm the Torch? No, man, I haven't. Hey, see, how do you stretch your No time to chat right now. Sooner or later, I'll find someone who's seen him. But little does Mr. Fantastic know that less than a mile away in Swanson's garage... 
Nobody can modify an engine like you, man. Yeah, that's incredible. You're only saying that because it's true. You know, the whole country is looking for the human torch. Yeah. And he's right here working with us on cars. <laughs> well, I've got to do a little welding, guys, so step back for a few seconds. Flame on. Hey, Johnny, I didn't know you could ignite parts of your body. The flame from my finger beats a welding torch any day. It's really nifty. Every time I use my flame, I learn new things I can do with it. By concentrating, I can keep it away from that gasoline. But if I wanted to, I could merge my flame with that barrel of oil and keep this place heated for months at almost no cost. Wow. Reed and I have done a series of tests. But as Johnny explains his superhuman abilities, one of his ex-teammates is right outside, preparing to demonstrate his... The thing, right, Matchstick? And now I'm going to show you what we do to deserters. You can't beat the torch thing. He's too hot for you. That flame doesn't scare me. There's gasoline all over here. One spark and your pals will be statistics. I'm getting out of here before I'm blown up. Flame off, Torch. Flame off or I'll drop this jalopy right on you and we'll all be blown to bits. Drop the car thing. Sure, I'll drop the car. Now I'll take care of you. You've always laughed at me because I'm ugly. So why aren't you laughing now, punk? Lay off, thing. I'm warning you. Don't worry, sonny boy. I won't spoil your pretty face. I'm just going to rough you up a little so you won't forget who's boss around here. Knock it off, thing. I'm not going to warn you again. Warn me? I'm telling you, I'm going to... to his cosmically altered form, Johnny Storm reaches his chosen place of seclusion in the Bowery. No one will find me down here. I'll just lose myself among all these human derelicts. I better get off the streets. That flop house over there looks as good as any. Two bits a night, buddy. In advance. Well, Johnny wanted the anonymity of the Bowery... And for his two bits, he shared a room with 15 other men, all similarly inclined. Well, it ain't the Waldorf, but I'll be safe here while I plan my next move. Hey, pal, could I see that comic book over there? Sure, Mac. Here you go. Submariner. I remember someone talking about him. He was the world's most unusual character. He lived underwater and was as strong as ten men. I wonder what happened to him. He was supposed to be immortal. You know about Submariner? What? Oh, yeah. You got a bum over here who's as strong as that guy's supposed to be. Yeah? Hey, old man. Wake up. Oh, you may be. Come on, old man. You got a lieutenant here. Show what you can do. Oh, I want to sleep. Well, I leave the old man alone. He's probably tired. Well, he's never too tired for this. Come on, you mangy bum. Get his phone book in here. Go away, you puny frame. Let's teach him a lesson, boys. Get him. I've been spoiling for a good fight. I said... Go away. All of you. I'm tired of showing my strength. 
I just want to remember who I am. What I am. I've spent so many years here in this fog, my mind's a blank. Look, this guard is down. How's our chance? Yeah, I never like to creep anyway. Hold it. Leave him alone. Can't you see he's sick? He's got amnesia, loss of memory. He doesn't even know who he is. Yeah, but we'll be back in him. Wait a second. I've got an easier way. First, let's show him what he really looks like. Let's give him a hot shave. Flame on. Hey, what's that? You've got to be the human torch. <laughs> I can control my torch flame to within a hair's width. Look at his face. It can't be. It is. It's submariner. At the same moment that Johnny Storm makes his incredible discovery, the other members of the Fantastic Four are continuing their search for him. Have you fellas seen a flaming teenager flying around the city? All the smokes I've read about you guys, but I never dreamt that you really existed. We exist, all right. Now, how about it? Have you seen the torch? Ah, uh, no. Well, if you do, contact the Fantastic Four. Susan Storm, too, prowls the vast metropolis as the Invisible Girl. I've traveled all the way down to the Bowery, a refuge for lost souls. I can't believe I'd find one here. Come on, pal. If you are a submariner, I know one thing that will bring back your memory for sure. If you can, I'll be forever in your debt. I'm wasting precious time. I'll continue down for Johnny and Chinatown. And once more, destiny dabbles with the fate of humans. Susan Storm, less than ten feet from her brother, turns and walks away, not seeing the subject of her search. Okay, the coast is clear. Flame on. Oh, you're a demon. It's okay. You're safe from my flame. We're just going for a little flight test. See? There's the Atlantic Ocean. But, but you... Easy, you... pal. I won't drop you. Yes. If he is submariner, the sea will bring back his memory. If not, I'll dive in and save him. No! Once submerged in the mighty Atlantic, a startling change comes over the derelict. In one sweeping motion, he removes his outer garments and stands revealed as the legendary ruler of the sea, the invincible Prince Namor, the Submariner. I remember who I am now. I must return to my family, my friends, to my undersea kingdom. Once again traveling in his native element like a rocketing torpedo, Prince Namor soon reaches his almost forgotten land, only to find... Destroyed. It's all been destroyed. Oh, what's that glow in the water there? It must be radioactivity. Now I know what happened to my world. The selfish humans poisoned our water with their atomic tests. My people, though not harmed by the radiation, must have moved elsewhere dispersed when this part of the undersea environment was no longer inhabitable. The oceans are vast, nearly endless. How can I ever find them? Where shall I begin to look? And moments later, Johnny is standing at the pier. You're back. You are Submariner. I'm so glad you're safe. Do not be proud of what you've done. By returning my memory, you have signed the death warrant for the whole human race. W what are you talking about? I'm talking about a revenge. The revenge I shall have for the destruction of my undersea kingdom. I am a Prince Namor, the Submariner. And now you shall fear my strength as it is turned against you. 
And so speaking, Submariner submerges, leaving Johnny Storm alone. I better warn the others. My grudge with Ben is insignificant compared to the threat from Submariner. Seconds later, the other three members of the super team see the Fantastic Four emergency flare in the sky. Look, it must be a signal from Johnny. It's coming from the piers by the river. Why can't that rat stay out of trouble? Faster, Reed, faster. He must be in danger. Easy, Sue. We're almost there. There he is. I got eyes. I can see him. What's the idea of shooting off that flare? You're only supposed to use it in emergencies. This is an emergency, you big ape. What'd you call me? Wyatt, Ben. What is it, Johnny? Well, we're going to need each other now. Submariner is back, and I just wanted to tell Submariner? You. I thought he died long ago. Well, he's alive, all right. And from what I've seen, he's more dangerous than ever. Bah, who's worried? Nothing human can stand up to the thing. That's just it, big boy. He ain't human. Prince Namor of the sea isn't quite human. His race was old when our son was young, and he knows well the secrets of the deep. I shall unleash a monster upon mankind, the likes of which they have never even dreamed. Ah, there he is, slumbering still, as he has done for ages. The largest living creature in all the world, the deadly Giganto. His slumber can only be interrupted by his trumpet shell, which my ancestors buried here centuries ago. Come, Giganto, it is time. It's working. I have awakened the monster. Now nothing can stop him. He will follow the trumpet shell wherever it reads. And in the hands of the vengeful submariner, the trumpet shell leads Giganto to the surface world. Look, Captain, off the port bow. What do you make of that? Oh, Martin, adios. It is huge. It is right for us, sir. To the love, Bosman. He's going to hurt his ship. giant sea that splinters the tiny tramp steamer as the crew barely manages to escape to sound the alarm and within minutes for the first time in history the order is given to evacuate new york city don't panic everybody just keep moving we've got plenty of time everyone will get out safely keep moving and through the now silent canyons of the huge city, the nation's most powerful weapons are brought into place, and the battle is at hand. Sector 2 reporting, sir. We can see the monster coming into New York Harbor. A monster is coming within range. Prepare to launch ground control missiles. Five seconds. Three seconds. Fire! Look at that. Those rockets didn't even slow the monster down. What will happen when it reaches the city? Hey, there's Reed. He's going after the monster with the fantastic car. Maybe this chemical smoke will confuse the creature. Slow it down before it reaches shore. Fantastic Four are keeping Giganto from reaching the city. Another brust on my horn will set him straight. Something out of a nightmare, the hulking mountain of a monster slowly turns, following the sound of the trumpet shell, and the beast crashes into the city. 
giant whale. But it floats. Gives me an idea. Moving like a man possessed, the thing rushes to the military supply depot and returns. What's that bomb? Strapped to your back. Nuclear bomb. Oh, I no, can't, can't believe, believe it. it. Relax, kids. I ain't no hero. I'll be back. You wait and see. And as night falls on an evacuated New York City, the lumbering thing with a timed nuclear bomb strapped to his back finds Giganto sleeping on Fifth Avenue. All I gotta do is slip through that joker's teeth and get inside like in the Bible. Then I gotta get out again before this little number goes off. Yeah, that's all. Well, here goes. This bomb is heavy. Boy, it sure is weird in here. I hope he doesn't wake up before I get out. Slowly, warily, knowing that each step might be his last, the thing walks deeper and deeper inside Giganto, the monster from the sea. Past remains of long-since-forgotten vessels, victims of this enormous creature. This big guy can swallow sea monsters whole. Yeah. 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 more of them. Submariner's monster is dead. He saved the city, maybe even the world. The explosion blew him right out of the monster like he was shot from a cannon. I didn't think anything could stun the big ape. I hate to admit this, Ben, but I'm proud of you. So what, Squirt? Let the die will get you. That horn. Soon the whole world will again know the Submariner. You haven't beaten me, and with the power of this horn, I shall summon countless others to attack you. I will have my revenge. So, it's the horn. What? I'll take that. It's floating in midair. That can't be. I'll find the answer. Oh! Ah, I thought so. A human, but an invisible human. Give up. You cannot win. And seeing the futility of her struggle, the invisible girl becomes Susan Storm, prisoner of the Submariner. Well, this is a prize worth the catching. You are the loveliest human I've ever seen. If you will be my bride, I will show mercy to the rest of your pitiful race. How can I make such a choice? You won't have to, Susan. We're here now, sis. But we're going to fix you, fish man. Fools! You are finished. Now I will have this girl and my revenge. The next time you hear this horn, I shall unleash millions of undersea monsters such as mankind has never seen. Helpless before the invincible attack, you shall be driven out of your cities and returned to the caves from whence you came. Oh, you mustn't. I'll become your bride. You speak as though you are sacrificing yourself. You realize? 
is that I offer you the honor of becoming a Princess Namora, bride of a submariner, Queen of the Sea. This has gone far enough. You're crazy. Let me at him. Let me get my hands on that scale-bellied fishback, you fool. He's more powerful than we thought. This calls for a stunt only the Human Torch can do. Blame on. After reaching an altitude of a thousand feet, the Human Torch begins circling in an expanding ring above the Submariner, creating at first a light wind, and then building into a tornado of unimaginable force. So powerful and well-aimed is the vortex that Submariner forgets about Sue and devotes his energy to the whirling wind about him. I'm being sucked into it. The pressure is unbearable. It's pulling me off the ground. Torch's tornado hurls Submariner's helpless form higher and higher until finally he and his victim are over the deepest part of the vast Atlantic. Now this ought to put the world in proper perspective for you. The menacing sea trumpet slips from the hand of Prince Namor and is lost in the depths forever. Moments later, revived by the water's magic healing powers, Submariner reaffirms his vengeful vow. You humans may be strong, but not strong enough to defeat Namor. When I return, I will reduce you to cavemen. Yes, perhaps he will be back, but he will still have to face the most incredible quartet of humans in all the world. I don't think you should have let him return to the sea, Johnny. I got a hunch he's going to be back, and I can't wait. Let's cross that bridge when we come to it, Ben. When he returns, we'll be waiting. Be with us again on Monday when the Fantastic Four will encounter the diabolical doings of Doctor Doom. The fantastic cast is... Cynthia Adler. Bob Maxwell. Bill Murray. Jim Pappas. Gary Gerheiden. Narrated by Smilin' Stan Lee. Visit RileyandKimmy.com to connect on social media and for archived podcasts. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.